When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is going on, everyone? I hope you are ready to learn some English. We are going to talk all about shopping today. Some real English vocabulary terms you might need to use if you ever go shopping here in the United States or anywhere else where you will need English. And I am hoping the audio sounds good. Right before I clicked go live... There was some crackling on the microphone. So I, I hope it I hope everything is working. We are going to talk about shopping today. And the best news of all is that this is a free English lesson. So welcome. Looks like Molly's here. Molly Molly. Hope you're doing well. Audie's here. Freddie's here. Mega. Hope everything is going well in India for you. Looks like Natalia is here. Yeah, the days of summer are ending. I'm not happy about that. I'm definitely a summer guy, not a winter guy. Harry's here. Welcome. Before we get too far, before we get too far with the lesson, I do want to give a huge shout out to Angelique Julia. She left a super thanks on one of the lessons earlier this week. And sometimes it's hard to see those super thanks, but I saw it. I'm like, hey, thank you so much. That is so nice of you. And also, she became a silver member. So she joined us on Discord. If you would like to become a member, there is a link down there somewhere. All right, let's get on with the lesson. Artem is here, though. Can't, can't forget to say hello. Oh, and okay from Turkey. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're doing well. Isadora is here too. All right. So hopefully you like shopping, but even if you don't like shopping, it's just one thing you usually have to do. Now you could shop online and that might be the easiest thing of all, because if your English is not great, you can take it a little more slowly, but if you're talking about English, it's probably good to know some of these terms here. Elena, hope all is well in Ukraine. <clears throat> so let's talk about the first one. It's brick and mortar. So this is the opposite of shopping online or shopping on the internet. This is when you actually need to go into a store and talk to people, brick and mortar. And throughout the lesson, I will have these little banners that will appear at the bottom of the screen. And hopefully it will help you understand what these words mean. So if you hear somebody talk of a brick and mortar store in English, it means it's like a real store. It's the opposite of an online store. So brick and mortar stores are stores you can enter 
and shop. These are not online stores. And you may wonder, Brent, what, what's brick and mortar? What's brick and mortar? If you look at the picture, you might know brick. So on the left side, those are bricks. But the mortar, that's on the right side. Mortar is what holds the bricks together. So brick and mortar are the materials that the stores are made of. Probably, most likely. They could be made from wood, but we call those brick and mortar stores. Amazon, excuse me, you may have heard of Amazon. Well, that's not a brick and mortar store. That is probably the most famous online store, brick and mortar. Another term that you might hear is a big box store, big box store. So think of a box. It's like a square that you could jump inside of maybe. Maybe some of your packages that you order online, they might arrive in a box. So a big box store is a brick and mortar store, but it's huge. So some of the um, most famous brick and mortar stores we're going to talk about right here. Big box store is another term like brick and mortar. Walmart? Have you heard of Walmart? It's a big store in the United States. Maybe the biggest. And Home Depot are two examples of big box stores in the United States. So we're not going to talk about a DIY store. That was one of the slides I had. But I thought the lesson was a little too long. If you ever hear DIY, the letters, it means do it yourself. So if you have a project at home you need to work on, maybe you need to replace a door. Home Depot is a famous store in the United States where you can find those materials. They will help you fix your door. Whoa. Hamid's life is coming to the U.S. for the first time. Please let me know in the chat where uh, where you're going. Artem, yes, you can call that stuff the mortar. You can call that stuff cement. I would probably use the term cement, but don't say, hey, a brick and cement store. You'll never hear that. It's always brick and mortar. For some reason, brick and mortar. Yeah, so <clears throat> you might have a friend and if you need something, you could say, hey, can we order that online? They might say, no, we have to visit a brick and mortar store. Brick and mortar, brick and mortar. Yeah, offline, no, uh, no. No, we wouldn't say offline. Now, if you're having trouble with your internet, you may, oh man, I'm offline right now. What is happening? But yeah. No, an online store. Yeah, those brick and mortar stores are not offline stores. No, don't use that. Don't use that. Can can I, Audie is wondering, can I make brick and mortar? No, 
No, you would not want to see me do that. I would mess it up somehow. Yeah, I would ruin it somehow. Yulia's here. Hope you're doing well. Manuel's here. Welcome. Brick and mortar. Big box stores. We're talking Walmarts. We're talking Home Depots. Now here, these are my favorite stores. Something we call mom and pop stores. Now, a mom and pop store is the opposite of a big box store. They are still brick and mortar. You can still visit them, but they are much smaller. They are not a chain. We're going to talk about that in a minute. They're not a chain store. Mom and pop stores are the opposite of big box stores. These are individually owned stores. An individual, a person owns these stores. If you visit a mom and pop shop, you might hear that sometimes, you might see the owner in the store. Now, if you go to Walmart, there was a man, his name was Sam Walton, he owned Walmart, and then he died. And then his kids now own Walmart, and maybe there's stock owners that own Walmart too. But these mom and pop stores, there's probably only one. They are locally owned. You can visit it in your town. We have mom and pop bakeries in my town. We have mom and pop bookstores in my town. I usually film at mom and pop stores, mom and pop, pop, just in case you're wondering what's pop. It's another name for dad. Yeah. So if I go into Walmart and try to film, there's no way that I can talk to the owner. In fact, most of the big box stores in the United States They have a policy. They have rules that say you cannot film here. But if I film at a mom and pop shop, if you saw the lesson I did at a restaurant called Obscura Cafe, I talked to the owner the day before. I said, would you mind if I filmed a lesson here? She said, yeah, sure. This is my restaurant. I own it. Yeah. You can. So mom and pop shops. I really like them. You can see the people that own the store probably working in that store. Mom and pop shop. The opposite is a chain, which we will talk about in a minute. There there can be an actual chain, like in the picture. It uh, looks like that made of metal. But when we're talking about shopping, you might shop at a chain. So let's talk about that in a minute. I just don't want to miss any questions. Yeah, a school could be online. Absolutely. A school could be online. Yeah, that mom and pop store, it could be owned by a family. Absolutely. 
And sometimes with really successful mom and pop shops, they last so long that if the mom or the dad own the store, they might retire. They might no longer work there. And then the children will inherit the business or the children will take over the store and then they will run the store. Those are some of the verbs we use. All right. Harry says, what's the opposite of online, an online school? We would say that person or that student goes to school in person. In person is the opposite of online. Let's see. <clears throat> Excuse me. Man, maybe I should take some water. Noriko, can we use these words? Shop and store interchangeably. You can. Be careful because shop, it can be a verb. We could use shop as a verb, as something you do. Hey, I need to shop for a new toothbrush. Where are you going to buy that new toothbrush? Oh, I'm going to the shop. Yeah, shop and store can definitely be used interchangeably. Store can also be used as a verb, which is weird, but it's used differently. Store as a verb would be to like keep something safe. All right, winter is coming where I live, but where I live, we also have summer. But I do need a snow shovel, right? I am going to need to shovel store, snow, snow. I'm going to need to shovel snow at some point this winter. I haven't had to shovel for about nine months. So where do I store my shovel? I store it in my shed. I store it in my shed. And if you are a channel member, you actually have an emoji where you can like pull up my shed. Because uh, two summers ago, I broke that shed online during a live lesson. So store can be a place where you shop or it can be a verb like to keep something safe while you're not using it. Some people, oh, we're going to talk about toilet paper here in a minute. You can buy toilet paper, lots and lots of toilet paper. You will always need toilet paper, right? Well, where do you store that extra toilet paper? I store it in my basement. My basement that flooded. Yeah, hey, Aaron is in the chat. Welcome. All right, yeah, I did get kicked out of Trader Joe's. Now, Trader Joe's is a chain of stores a chain of stores. And you may wonder, hey, wait, what? what's a chain? Gotcha. Gotcha right here. A chain is what we call stores or restaurants that have many locations throughout the country. So in my state of Maine, we have a Trader Joe's. You could go all the way out to California and you could shop at a Trader Joe's. It's like, it's like a grocery store or a supermarket, but it's a chain, not a mom and pop. 
a mom and pop, they probably only have one location, maybe two. But a chain, they have many locations. And I did. I tried to film in Trader Joe's one day. I didn't even get in the door. You can probably see that somewhere, somewhere. Maybe search up, speak English with this guy, Trader Joe's, and you will see the manager come out. What are you doing? You're not going to film in here. Now, get out. I got kicked out before I could even get inside the store. Yeah. <clears throat> and it looks like Aroni just put the shed door there. But I, I, all I see is shed door. Shed door. Orkan, how are you? Hope you do. Hey, Maria's here from Argentina. Hope you're doing well. Look at the Aroni. What a great moderator. Thank you so much. I think he just dropped the um I think he just dropped the link for the the Trader Joe's thing, but then he put a put a boomer. He put he put a boomer emoji. Me with an old face. Hmm. Well, what is this? What is MC I don't know what MCDO is. Is that McDonald's? Is that Mac McDonald's there? Um, KFC, Kentucky Fried Chicken, that is definitely a chain. Definitely a chain, which is why I put that hamburger there. Sorry to anybody who might be vegetarian, but McDonald's might be the most famous chain of them all. We would call that an international chain. They are in many different nations. They are all over the world. So a chain, if you look at that picture, that's what it is physically. There are links to that chain, different circular metal things linked together or hooked together. But you can also have a fast food chain. You can have a chain of supermarkets, chain store. What's that? Burger chain. Yes, you could. McDonald's is a burger chain. Yeah, that picture is just two types of chains. One is the actual chain. Um, some people might chain up their dog. You can use that as a phrasal verb. You could chain up something you don't want to get stolen. Maybe somebody chains up their boat to the dock chain up, but also it can be a chain of stores, many stores throughout the nation. McDonald's is probably the most famous. All right. There's the Spanish. There's the Spanish meaning. Thank you, Williams. All right. So yeah, if you are a vegan, stay away from the hamburgers. Those could be veggie burgers, though. Maybe that is a picture of veggie burgers. Right. One thing that you might get if you go into a store and buy something is a receipt. That's how you pronounce that word. Receipt. I know. It has a P in it. Doesn't make any sense. 
receipt. And, oh, I forgot to say, Ikea. It's a furniture chain. Ikea is a famous chain of furniture stores. They're Swedish. A receipt is a piece of paper you will get after you make a purchase or buy something. So you can buy something or you can purchase it. Same thing. Those can be used interchangeably. But, hmm, I thought I had something about an e-receipt. I guess I don't. Probably find it later. Um, You can now, when you go into a store in the United States, they might ask you if you want a paper copy of your receipt or if you just want it emailed to you. So receipts, they might not always be paper anymore, but you might hear that term, paper receipt. In the picture, those are both pictures of paper receipts. But you can get that receipt emailed to you if you would like. Cecilia is here. She is a big fan of the shed door. We talked about the shed door, Cecilia. The next one, receipt. Receipt. This is return policy. Return policy. So each store probably has a return policy. I want to get rid of this here. And a return policy is the rules that a store has if you buy something and then you decide you no longer want that. There are a couple things you could do and we are going to talk about them. But you could just simply return that item. You could return that item. So if you have your receipt, it's usually very important in the United States. If you no longer want the item you bought, say I bought this water bottle. In fact, I might have to take a a sip of water here before we get too far. We go. If this lesson is helping your English improve, don't forget to tap that like button and share it with a friend who's learning English. All right, yeah. If you please hit that like button. Hey, share this lesson too. If uh, you know someone that is learning English, like, hey, you might like this. But if you are going to return, if you're going to return an item. The first thing they will say, maybe I don't, (laughs) I don't know if I can return this water anymore because I did take a drink from it, but let's say I did not open this bottle. And for some reason I'm like, eh, maybe I want a Coke instead. I bought the wrong bottle. I could return it to the store as long as the bottle is not opened. And I had my receipt. Say here, I bought this water yesterday, but now I really feel like a Coke. They may look at me a little funny. Hmm, Why don't you just drink the water? But they could say, okay, well, you have your receipt. 
All right, we are going to refund your money. And the, the word refund is right there. That means to give you back your money. And then I can buy the bottle of Coke. But I do need that receipt. And a lot of times the return policy of a store states you need to bring back that item within 30 days. So if I bought this water bottle and I just kept it in my house and then maybe in December I decide, you know, I really feel like a Coke right now. I'm going to return this bottle of water. They might say, sir, do you have your receipt? Yes, I do. Right here. And I might say, wait, you bought this bottle of water back in August. Yeah, we, we can't return this. We can't accept this. You can't return this to our store. It's been too long. So the return policy will probably state you need your receipt and you also have to return the item within 30 days. They might refund your money. Now, if you don't have your receipt, they might offer you an exchange. So let's say I bought this shirt. Oh, hey. Learn English. Make friends. We have a merch shop. If you would like a t-shirt like this uh, on your own right here, you can buy one. I'm sure there's a link somewhere. But let's say you bought a shirt and it was too small. But you have your receipt. And it's like the next week. You like the shirt. Maybe you like the way the shirt looks. It's just a little too big. Maybe you bought a large, you need a medium. You can exchange that as long as you haven't gotten any stains on the shirt, as long as you haven't stretched it out, stretched it out. Is that an English phrasal verb? No, made it too big. You could exchange it for a smaller size. You might not even need a receipt for that. You do need a receipt if you are going to get a refund, if you are going to get your money back. But if you only want an exchange and the item is still perfectly fine, you could probably just exchange it for a different size, exchange it for a different color. If the item is more expensive that you're buying or that you're getting instead, you might have to pay the difference. We say pay the difference. So let's say I originally bought a $5 shirt, but the shirt I want to exchange it for is $6. I would have to pay the difference. I would have to pay the extra dollar plus tax of, of, of course. Let's see. Mega, yes, I think I probably answered this already, but yes, you should show your receipt for if you want a refund, but for an exchange, maybe not. It depends on the store's policy. You might not need to. I have exchanged items before without a receipt. Yeah. You might want to make sure the tags are still on that item the tags, that is not one of our words, but if the, um, 
I don't have any, I don't have any tags. Um, I usually cut out the tags on my shirt. They're a little itchy, but you need to make sure the tags are still on the items if you want to exchange them. Yeah. Stretch out. Apple the frog. Hope you're doing well. Isadora. Love my shirt. Thank you. I like it too. Learn English, make friends. That's what we do on this channel, right? I've met so many people who have wanted to learn English. Lots and lots of people. Learning English helps you make friends. I promise. I promise. Look at that manual. We often use that term too. Thank you. Swap it or swap it out. If you go to the store and you need a smaller size, the salesperson, we will talk about the salesperson soon. They might say, hey, do you want to swap it out for a smaller size? They might speak really quickly too, right? I'll say it one more time. Hey, do you want to swap that out for a smaller size? Manual. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Ah, cool t-shirt. Thank you very much. All right. Arone also talks about store credit. Thank you, Arone. I promise. I think Speak English with this guy has the best English learners of any YouTube channel. I think we do. I think we do. Store credit. Let's talk about store credit. So if, let's say I bought this t-shirt, I went to the store, but I didn't have my receipt. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. They probably can't offer me a refund. They can't give me my money back. But they might say, all we can offer you is store credit. And what store credit is, is that you don't have to buy an item at the store that day. Maybe there is nothing you want, but they might give you a piece of paper. It looks a lot like a receipt. And they might say, here is store credit. Let's say I paid $10 for the shirt. I could have store credit for $10. And that means I can buy any item I want and put that $10 towards it. Tough term right there. Towards it. So if the item is $10, I have $10 worth of store credit. I'm fine. But if the t-shirt is $15, I have $10 in store credit. 
I would have to pay the difference. I would have to pay the extra $5. Sergey, how many times a year do you buy a new shirt? Not often, not often. We are going to talk about outgrowing our clothes. Luckily, I don't have to worry about that too much. Thank you, Williams. Thank you, Williams. Fresh for summer. I wish, yeah, I wish summer wasn't ending, but it was. Wait a second. What is this, Manuel? I thought to have an ace in my sleeve. Oh, if you have an ace up your sleeve, we might say that term. If you have an ace up your sleeve, it means you have something that you're not using right now, but you might use it in the future. Um, trying to think of, uh, trying to think of a way to use ace up my sleeve. I don't use that very often, Hmm. but if you have an ace up your sleeve, it's like a secret weapon. You're not using it right then, but you might use it later. All right. Gift card. Yeah, that's, that happens sometimes too. For store credit, they will give you a gift card. You are not as likely to lose that as something that looks like a receipt. But I have gotten store credit and it looks like a receipt and I've lost it. I've lost it. Yeah, a gift card would be great. If they give you a gift card, take it. We talked about exchange right here. This one's not too bad. I don't have a banner for it, but if you go into a store and you talk with someone who works there, you could call them a salesperson. Yeah. A salesperson right there. That guy, he looks like he knows what he's doing, right? He looks like he's near the cash register. He's got a big smile on his face. He's handing somebody money. That man looks like he knows what he's doing. He's also an employee. And I do have, I thought salesperson was not that hard, but employee, this might be a little tough because we're going to talk about the verb form. And we're also going to talk about employer. And I have some sentences here for you. An employee is someone who works for the store. So you might be an employee of a store. If you work there, I am an employee of a school department because I teach at a school. An employee is employed at the store. So we might say that employee works for the store or we actually do have a verb employed. I am employed by a school department because I'm a teacher. An employee is employed at the store. Hope that makes sense. We also have the word employer. An employer hires an employee. So my employer is my school district. 
If you work at a store, that's your employer. So if I worked at McDonald's, I would be an employee of McDonald's and McDonald's would be my employer. Hope that makes sense. Yeah. If I worked at McDonald's, they would employ me. They would give me work. Let's just check the chat. Make sure there are no questions about that. Ooh, clerk. Yeah, sales clerk. You might hear that instead of salesperson, sales clerk. What's that? What about it? The enemy? Yeah, lots in the chat here. Uh, fantastic. But yeah, this guy looks nice. Oh, really? Don't smile? Okay. So in the United States, I know it might be different in other parts of the world, but well, sometimes they don't smile. But it's not uncommon if you do walk into a store, the salesperson will give you a big smile to welcome you to the store. One thing they might ask is, can I help you? Are you looking for anything in particular today? Those are some of the questions you might get if you walk into a store. Can I help you with anything? You can say, no, I'm just looking. No, I'm just browsing. Browsing is another verb we have for just looking around. I might buy something. I don't know what I need. But if you walk into a store that sells clothes, you might say, yeah, I'm looking for a new shirt. Can you help me? And they could point you in the direction of the shirts. Point you in the direction. Let's say you go into a supermarket and you see a salesperson. You might say, hey, can you point me in the direction of the sugar? Where might I find the sugar? Can you point me in the direction? And they might say, they might not point. They might say, oh yeah, it's out back um, on aisle seven. Point me in the direction. That might be a uh, new term. Talk Italian with Aroni. I love the small interactions that Americans do with the salesmen while they're at grocery shopping, for example. Here in Europe, we do not use small chit chat or small talk with salesmen or other people. Oh yeah, that is, uh, that is quite common. Even if you don't know a person and the United States is a big country, so it might be different in other parts of the country, like New York, like my son and my wife are actually in New York right now. Um, things are a little busier there. So you might not, you might ha not have small talk or little chit chat with people who work at the store, but you might, you might. Oh, he's Dora. After this live, I'm going to teach my dad some vocabulary. He works as a furniture store manager. So we did not talk about manager, but that person is in charge. They are in charge of other employees. So Isadora's father might be responsible for hiring employees. So he might do job interviews. 
And I'll tell you what, you may know this, you may not know this, but one of the best ways to learn English is to teach others what you know. So that's, as a teacher in the United States, one of the things we try to do is get our students to teach other students. It's the best way to learn. It may sound a little strange because, wait, for me to teach somebody, I have to know it pretty well. And that's true. That's true. But it will stick in your mind better if you can teach it to somebody else. It's a great idea, Isidore. Great idea. All right, what else do we got here? Let's bring up. Love it. Love it. Salesperson. Employee. Help wanted. That's a new one for us. Help wanted. I think I might have something here. Right. Help wanted. A help wanted sign in a store window means that store is hiring. They are looking for employees. They are looking for more employees. They are looking for more people to work at that store. Help wanted. That is a very common sign in the United States right now. A lot of businesses are looking for people to work there. They are looking for new employees. They are looking for new hires. If an employee has just been recently hired at a store, you might hear them called a new hire. At my school this year, we have a lot of new teachers. We have a lot of new hires. In fact, I think we're still looking for two more teachers. Yeah, it's very hard to find teachers in the United States right now. Teaching has become very hard. I talked about this in a member's video yesterday. Teaching has become very hard in the United States and a lot of people are leaving the profession. So the profession of teaching, they're looking for a lot of new hires. So at my school, I think we're still looking for a science teacher and a math teacher. Hopefully they will get hired because students arrive on Wednesday. The next one right here, that's probably not too bad, right? Help wanted. If there are any questions about help wanted, feel free. Leave them in the chat. Okay. Artem says in Ukraine, we often have such lists. Help wanted on store doors. I wonder what help wanted in Ukrainian is. Help wanted. All right. And Cecilia is a very good English teacher and she agrees. Yeah. Teaching others is a great way to learn. Yeah. Teaching is stuff is tough, especially in the classroom. Yeah. Uh, COVID COVID didn't do us any favors. Yeah. That year or so where students learned online, it was really tough. And now they are back in the classroom. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. All right. Let's see, what's this? Harry has a question. 
Thank you for being a channel member. Brent, how do we call a transaction that we are exchanging an old thing we have with a new thing, giving some additional money? Great question. Let's talk about that. So as long as your thing isn't too old, you know, you didn't wear it and you got stains on it. If it still looks like new, if it still looks like new and you exchange it, but the new item costs more, we would say you have to pay the difference. You have to pay the difference. So let's talk about my $5 shirt. And these shirts are not, they're more, I think they're $20. But let's say you have a $5 shirt. I'm not a math teacher. Small numbers are easier for me. Let's say you have a $5 t-shirt. You didn't like it. So you want to exchange it. You bring it back. The salesperson says, oh yeah, we can exchange it. What would you like? Oh, I want that shirt. That shirt is $6. You would have to pay the difference. You would have to pay the extra dollar. But let's say your $5 shirt that you're exchanging is good. They will take it back. But you want that $4 shirt. You would get a refund. You would get a refund. That refund might be store credit if you don't have your receipt. If you have your receipt, they might refund you your money. They might give you cash or they could put it back on your card. Put it back on your card. Hope that helps. Hope that helps. I don't, I don't know where that, I don't know. Stalkers. Oh, stalkers. Oh. What can you say about stalkers? Okay, the way that is written. Oh my gosh. Be careful. That is written correctly. Talk about both. Okay. Stalkers. And stalkers. Pronounce the same thing. Whoops, not that one. Stalkers. Okay, let's talk about this one because that's in a store. If, okay, you will often, well, you could see this in a clothing store. You could see this in a supermarket. So let's say there was a really busy day. Black Friday. I think I have a live English lesson on Black Friday. So you have um, a really busy day and the shelves are empty. Shelves are where items are kept or items are stored. So let's say the bread aisle, it was very busy. There were a hundred loaves of bread at the beginning of the day. Now there are only 20. So overnight, stalkers will come in to stock the shelves. That means to put more items on the shelves. Stalkers. The, the same could be said for a clothing store. Let's say there were a hundred shirts and then a lot of shirts were bought that day. They would need someone to come in and stock the shelves. And so those people are called stalkers. Those are the good kind of stalkers. The bad kind written like that. And those are creepy people that keep following you around. 
stalkers, paparazzi. Those are stalkers who take pictures. So yeah, some people might have a stalker and that is unfortunate. It is illegal, but that kind of stalker follows people around, doesn't leave them alone, tries to find out where they live. Creepy, creepy, manual, harassment. Yes. Nothing is wrong with those stalkers. Those stalkers are good. Those stalkers are good. Hey, Freddie, six dollar shirt. We are going to talk about a six dollar shirt in a minute. I promise. We are going to talk about a thrift store. All right. Thank you, Manuel. Look at that. Manuel could be teaching. Hey, and he's also typing in the chat. That is a great way to remember things. Typing your notes in the chat, it might help somebody else. Stalkers, people who work in a, in a, in a warehouse, right? Those kind of stalkers. Yeah, they harass people. We don't like those stalkers. We like these stalkers. Thank you, Manuel. Thank you. Yeah, hey, Black Friday, Ario. I have a lesson on Black Friday. It happens in November in the United States. It is the day after Thanksgiving. Lots and lots of people like to shop. Yes, check out that English lesson. I think it's like an hour long, 40 minutes long. Whoa, this, this is going long, this lesson. Oh my goodness. We need to hurry because right after this lesson is a Q&A, question and answer about English. Anything you want to ask, it can be about this lesson or something else. But my goodness, Primark. I learned about that. Was it fast fashion? Aroni taught me that term. Okay, we need to hurry. Where are we? Banners more buy in bulk buy in bulk what does that mean did we miss something we didn't talk about shopping spree did we okay shopping spree a shopping spree is when someone spends a lot of money shopping in a short period of time it can be good if you have the money a shopping spree might be fun for some people, but if you don't have that money, uh-oh, Mrs. Smith went on a shopping spree and ran up her credit card. That is the term we use when someone spends too much money on their credit card or too much credit on their credit card. She ran up her credit card on that shopping spree. It means she spent too much money. When you run up your credit card, you charge a lot of money to that card. You probably don't have that money. If you run up your credit card, probably a bad thing. Buy in bulk is the next one. When you buy in bulk, you buy a lot of one item at a time. And it's usually cheaper. So yesterday, 
my wife and I went shopping at a place called BJ's Warehouse. There's also Sam's Club. There's also Costco. Costco is probably the most famous, but it's where you buy a lot of one item. My family often buys toilet paper, paper towels, peanut butter, and ketchup in bulk. So let's take ketchup. You might buy a small bottle of ketchup at the store. It's fine. But you could buy like two big bottles of ketchup. It's probably going to be cheaper by the ounce or by the kilo. It's probably going to be cheaper if you buy in bulk. Antique is the next one. If something is old, but still valuable or useful, it might be called an antique. An antique is usually something good. It's old, but it's cool. It's still useful. You might have an antique car. It might be 50 or 60 years old, but it still runs well and it still looks good. Let's see if I can do this. In my in my state, we have special license plates for antique cars. I think I can share it. So that, I can make it bigger too. Those are pictures. If you have an antique auto, so a really old car in my state, you could get a special license plate. We call those license plates. And if you look at that yellow one at the bottom, it says antique auto. You might get a, uh, you might get a license plate for your antique car antique now this is pretty this is where you might get your six dollar shirt okay a thrift store a thrift store that's how you say it thrift store people will donate used items to a thrift store donate that's the verb we use where you just give something to somebody and you don't expect anything back. So if your older clothes, somebody might still want to wear them, but you don't want them anymore, but they're not dirty. They don't have holes in them. They're not falling apart. You could donate them to a thrift store. Then that thrift store will sell those items at a discounted price. If you saw the trailer for this lesson, I was at a place called Goodwill and that is a thrift store. If a person doesn't spend a lot of money, they could be called cheap. But there are a couple words that are better, and one of them is thrifty. Thrifty sounds better. It also means 
a person doesn't spend a lot of money or they look for good deals when they buy something. So if you hear the term thrifty, it means they are careful with their money. So thrift stores sell things that are cheaper, but they're used. Most, most of the time, the items at a thrift store are used. Somebody has already owned them. Frugal. Frugal is another word that could be used. Cheap, thrifty, frugal, they all mean people who are careful with their money. They don't spend a lot of money. Cheap, sounds bad. Frugal, thrifty, sound better. You know who shops at thrift stores though? Parents of really young children might shop at a thrift store because their children outgrow their clothes so quickly. Think about a little baby. That baby will probably wear a shirt for only a couple months. They're growing so quickly. The term we use is outgrow. Oh my goodness. My child outgrew their shoes again. We need new shoes. Some people might shop at a thrift store because they know their children will only wear those clothes for a short period of time. Then they will outgrow them. Hope that helps. The next kind of store is an outlet store. You might hear the Nike outlet, the Adidas outlet. That's how I pronounce that. That's how a lot of Americans pronounce that name brand. The Polo Outlet. And what an outlet store is, is a store that will sell that name brand. The clothes are not used. They're still new. Nobody has worn them before, but they might be a little older. For example, outlet stores will have leftover clothing that did not sell. If you visit in the winter, the outlet store might have the collection from the fall. Clothes that did not sell during the fall. So you can get them at a discount. They're older. They're out of season, but they're still very wearable. And you might just wear them next year. So right now, there are some stores, even regular stores, that are having an end of the season sale. We are almost at the end of summer. So people aren't going to be wearing t-shirts and shorts as much. So stores might sell them at a discount. If those clothes don't sell, they might go to the outlet store. The price will be even cheaper. You can get some good deals at an outlet store. Usually, usually. Let's make sure there are no questions here in the chat. And I think we're going to wrap up this lesson and then go right to the next lesson. If I did everything correctly, we should all just be able to go to the English Q&A. No problem. Let's see if that works. When I end this, 
I think you will be redirected to another lesson that I have where I'm going to just take your questions about shopping or, or anything. Dan's English lessons here. Welcome. Oh, very nice. When I was in Russia, my Russian was quite fluent and it made me happy. You learn the language on the job. Yeah, I do have thoughts about that. I do have thoughts. So be careful. Um, I think you need to know a little bit of the language first, though. So if you have a, a decent idea of the language and then you go live there, I think it could really, really help. But if you know zero, if you're starting from zero, it might be too hard. You might be overwhelmed. So that's awesome. That's awesome. I wish I knew how to read Cyrillic better. Hmm. Bulgarian, maybe? Please let me know in the chat. What? Your name is in definitely Cyrillic. Hmm. Hmm. All right. All right. Okay. Is there, is there some talk about uh, Russia going on there? Hey, Hey, one thing I always remember is that the people of that country are not their government. I'm an American, but I don't always agree with what my government is doing. Hey, this is, this is a good one. The graveyard shift, the graveyard shift. If you ever hear that in English, that means that person works overnight. Yeah, the graveyard shift might start at 11 p.m. at night and they get off work at 7 a.m. in the morning. That is the graveyard shift. Ooh, Mega says we buy grains in bulk. It's a great idea. Grains, it's one of those basic things that you can make a lot of different meals out of. Good one. Buy in bulk. All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to end this lesson. And if you want to, you can join me at the other lesson. Ask any questions you have about anything, shopping, American culture, any other lessons. All right, let's do it. Just looking through the chat to make sure. Hey, we do that too, Ario. My wife and I, we will buy snacks in bulk and then my children take them for lunch throughout the week. So do I too. All right, let's move. Henry, let's do it. Just want to make sure I didn't miss anything in the chat. I will see you over there in like 20 seconds. How about that? Let's do it. Thank you so much. See you over there. Or if you're watching on replay, hey, check out the English lesson I did on Black Friday. More shopping. All right. Adios, amigos.